the time is. <laughs> Can't even do it with a straight face. Um, it is 8.41 p.m. currently, and it is 54 degrees outside and feels like 54 degrees. Feels like 54? Yeah. There's a storm coming. Is there? <clears throat> yeah. You can uh, see dim clouds coming. <laughs> this is great audio. Dim clouds, though. <laughs> <laughs> This is Midnight Stroll. My name is Joshua. My name is Nathan. Coming at you live, 6 o'clock on the hour, every From hour. From the slightly dark Eagle Mountain, Utah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have a couple of random topics today, just little things we wanted to discuss. <clears throat> um, but the first thing, Josh uh, lied to us last time and needs to apologize. It wasn't last time. Oh, it was two times ago? It was the time before last. Oh, okay. Episode three? <clears throat> yeah, it turns out um, the article that I read, I was misremembering about the Tetris theme song. Um, so the Tetris theme song was not stolen. The Tetris theme song is a Russian folk song that was written in like 1880-something or other. Um, but the game itself, it was the game that was kind of stolen so there's if you look into the history of the game tetris a russian guy invented it and it spread to some random country like another stan of some type if i remember right i don't remember it's it's another eastern european country and there it got popular and was discovered by a british publisher who wanted to publish it but he needed he wanted to get the rights from the original creator of the game who was in russia and the dude in russia was worried that the Soviet Union would be a jerk for him to him for him giving the rights to someone on the other side. So he gave the rights to the British guy and then donated the rights to the Soviet Union because he feared retribution. Hmm. And then 12 years later later the Soviet I think it was like 12 years later the Soviet Union fell and he got the rights back. Hmm. So it was stolen but only because of fear of oppression. So but he ended up getting the rights back after. He did, after it fell. Yeah. Okay. After that. And then Japan took it. They did a, a dope version of the song, and uh, that's when it got popular, because hmm. it was for the Nintendo. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that was just a correction for that. I think it's kind of sad that someone can create something and fear their government so much about... The decisions they want to make with that, that they would literally give it away. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's a little like okay. I mean, it is. It's like it's like you produce a dope album and you love it, but someone wants to sign you out of your country, but you're so scared that you'll get like in big trouble. So you give the rights to the government. I'm shaking my head. <laughs> <clears throat> can't believe people lived like that i mean that was a lot of 100 million people dead <clears throat> wow <laughs> anyway distant uh, communism aside on that note so recently in the news there's been some pretty big news because uh the very first black hole was pictured and it is not your mom <laughs> wow <laughs> is that like a your mama joke from back in the day yeah <laughs> that's a deep cut man that's pretty good <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, so <laughs> an actual black, black hole was, well, not the black hole itself because you can't actually see the black hole, but the evidence of a black hole was photographed, meaning the really cool sing, singular, no, it's not a singularity. Would it be called a singularity? I don't know what a singularity is. Isn't it just the stuff that's like burning as it's coming into it? <clears throat> it's the vortex that's pictured of light. And what do you know about it? Well, I basically know that it took a bunch of satellites all over the world. It kind of that makes no to... sense. Satellites all over the world. There were like several. I don't. I don't know. They were talking about it on the Verge cast, and I don't know exactly because <clears throat> I'm not as smart as the lady who was talking about it. She's like obsessed with space, but she basically said that it took a a few different satellites all lined up in a certain way to be able to gather the data that they needed or something. Yeah, yeah. So it's not an actual photo. It's more of like a visual representation of data. Well, let's talk about digital photography, shall we? (laughs) So you know film. Film photography is... The difference between film and digital photography is film photography is a literal representation of light imprinted on chemicals, right? Yeah. So as the light hits the chemical... That's how it imprints, right? Mm-hmm. Digital photography is different because it's a sensor, right? And a sensor is never... It's, the sensor gets hit in a, such a way that it turns that information into data, which the camera then interprets and spits out a JPEG, or if you're shooting photography with a real camera, it like spits out image. a raw image. A raw image is just a, a, butt, a butt crap load of... <laughs> of uh, data that the computer then interprets into a picture. And that's why they require tweaking and editing is because it's just raw data. That's why it's called a raw. So this is similar as most deep space photography now is done using different radio frequencies than the visual spectrum. Hmm. So that's why you see like pictures of certain astronomical objects in true color picture. Like you always see the caption, this is a true color picture of the object or like true color picture of Pluto. When Voyager, was it Voyager 2? Voyager passed by it, whatever, and got pictures. The original pictures that they first got were black and white, right? I have no idea. Yeah. So the original pictures that were released of Pluto were black and white, and then they later released true color images of them, which basically means that they took more time to interpret the data that they got from the the probe and transformed it into actual color as we would see it. Hmm. But all of the images they get of deep space objects, basically all of them are in a light spectrum that we can't see, and then they use that to interpret it to how we would see it. Hmm. So this is similar. The picture of the black hole is a bunch of data collected from... They're able to magnify it super far and get high resolution because the things taking the pictures, quote-unquote, were super far apart from each other, so that allowed the depth or whatever to zoom in further and get higher resolution. So that's a... I think it's like $65 million picture. Goodness gracious. Yeah. They were saying, pretty cool. On the Vergecast, they were saying that the, uh, there was so much data that that was collected that when they were like, it was like eight petabytes or something. Yeah. They had to like (laughs) send it, they had to like ship hard drives around instead (laughs) because they couldn't do it from the cloud because the users take forever to, and it was like a hat. It was like, several hundred pounds worth of hard drives or something to get it all. This is an obscene amount of information. it's crazy. And then the 
the uh, the program algorithm that they used. If you go to the GitHub repository for it, there's something like um, handwritten. There's something like a hundred thousand lines of code, handwritten, and then there's well over eight hundred fifty thousand lines of information in there. That's crazy. A lot of it was generated using scripts and stuff, but pretty dang impressive. <clears throat> That's pretty cool. Now, because we live in the current world that we live in, did you hear about the controversy? Uh, only from you. Oh, man, that makes my life sound so sad. <laughs> <laughs> so, especially on Reddit, but if... if So, there's one person that did a TED Talk about the project. She was the team lead. She gave a TED Talk about it a year ago, and then... Today, when it was released, a lot of news agencies picked up saying, this is her picture. Look at the picture that such and such just released. And all of her hard work coming to fruition and all this other stuff. And the controversy of it was that um, she contributed like the least to the project other than being the project head. right? And a lot of people were kind of pissed because there's one guy on the team that did like 70% of the coding. For it and a lot of people are screaming sexism but it was both directions like you know a lot of people are like man the media outlets are so sexist for only reporting that it was hers and then a bunch of people are like this is sexist because no one's reporting that it was his and what are your thoughts what do you think <clears throat> my thoughts i mean i obviously don't know much about it because I only heard it from you. Because I don't. Sexist. I'm kind of away from the internet. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, but um, I don't know. I. F- it seems like making a mountain out of a molehill. From the little I know about it. Because I mean, like we always attribute Bill Gates or Steve Jobs for making the iPhone. Bill Gates for making like Microsoft and like all these like big companies. But Steve Jobs didn't really do anything any of the actual work he was just head of the company when it happened and i mean i mean i'm sure bill gates did a lot more because he was actual programmer but um so i I feel like a lot of the times the the head of whoever was in charge of the project normally gets their recognition because i don't know anyone else who worked on the iphone the only person i know you know when you think of the iphone you think of steve jobs who was the person that announced it and kind of obviously he played a part in getting it to you know, be released. But the people that actually did the work were people inside the company. And so I feel like it could be something similar to that where it's just this lady happened to be the team lead, so therefore she was the one that got the recognition for it. Um, So I don't know. It seems to be like, I don't know. It seems to be kind of fishing for straws. That's not a phrase. Is that a phrase? Fishing for straws? Maybe in California and now... What's the other state that just recently banned straws? Another state did. Oh, it's grasping for straws. Grasping there for we straws. go. Fishing for grasping straws. for straws. Fishing, fishing for straws. For... Like both sides trying to like like the left trying to make it a celebration, and the of right just feminism. Yeah, and the left and the right trying to make it an injustice. But I honestly I don't think it's either. Well, I think it's just how the world normally works. <clears throat> Let me play. The highly politicized devil's advocate. <laughs> How dare you minimize the efforts of? I'm just kidding. I can't even can't even finish the sentence. 
<laughs> I, I totally agree. Um, initially, when I heard about it, I was just like, wow, this is kind of like naturally I immediately cited, I, I picked a side immediately. And I was like, wow, these jerks. Like, I can't believe they're not giving credit where credit is due. And then like two seconds later, I did a little critical thinking and I was just like, wait, this is a team effort. What does the team think of this? And they're all just like, guys, this was a team effort. Calm that freak down. We don't care. Like, she's the team lead. She worked hard. I worked hard. We're good. Yeah. I, I think about it and I'm just like, I'll forget about this in three days. Yeah. But the picture though. Picture's cool. Some pretty good memes. Have you seen any of the memes? No, of course not. You're on social media. I have not have seen it. I have not seen any of the memes. Man, I gotta. Whichever link we do decide to to put in there, we will put it in the show notes as well. Just so you guys can no, look, screw at, this. look at the dank memes. All these memes suck. <laughs> okay, never mind. Basically, the only one I remember is a blurry black hole picture, because it's kind of blurry. It is. And then it's the Spider-Man with his glasses off. And then he puts his or with his yeah, and then he puts his glasses on and it's the eye of Sauron. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm gonna have to find that now for the potential eight listeners. <laughs> yeah. Probably less. Let's be honest, it's just your dad. Hey John, how we going? <laughs> he likes to be referred to as the great, the great and powerful John. John. Yeah. So this is a uh Josh put in the show notes that he wanted to talk about public restrooms. And I have literally no idea where you're going with this. So uh, let's let's hear what you have to say about public restrooms. Okay, give me a second. I got to remember what happened to me. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay, I have two stories. <laughs> okay, so I'll do the more mild story first. Great. <clears throat> Once upon a time... I was minding my business. It's a good pun, huh? I was Gosh. minding my business. When, <clears throat> so so, you work in a similar building as I do. The public bathroom has like two urinals, two stalls, three stalls. Yeah. Yeah. Cookie cutter bathroom. Um, so I took one of the urinals and minding my own business. And someone like, I don't know what it is about powerful people, but they have... Like, no tact in public restrooms. It's like they are so self-confident that they throw all men's restroom laws out the window. The CEO of my company took the other stall, turned and said, Hey, Josh, how's it going? And I'm just like, oh, you know, just going to the bathroom. And no, like, just he, like, hey. he took the other urinal? Yeah. So you guys were both standing there? Yeah. And he's yeah. just like, how's it going? Just like, Good. And the thing is, is like he kind of turned a little bit toward me when he said, how's it going? And so I felt a little mildly obligated to turn slightly toward him. But these stall walls are not the, the tallest. And so if I turn my head fully to the left, so I was in the right one, I can see the top of the urinal, which oh, is yeah. about waist height. <laughs> so I didn't want to turn my head the entire way away because I'm, you know, six foot. And this guy is probably six foot four. And he turned his head slightly to say hello. And I'm just like, oh, the joys of public restrooms. <laughs> and thoughts. Yeah, that's super awkward. I uh, I have never talked to a CEO <laughs> in the other <laughs> urinal. Uh, the thing that always... Uh, <clears throat> 
We talked about this on our first podcast about shiny tiles. Oh my gosh, yeah. Because there's always a gap in between the stall, in between like the stalls and the wall. And so if the tiles are shiny and you're using a urinal and someone is using a stall, if there could be movement and your eye will just flick towards that movement just subconsciously oh, and then you could butt. see some, someone's butt or someone just in the stall, you could just see them. And uh, yeah, that's super awkward. But um, yeah, I my thought on public restrooms are that they are just the worst like the other day I walked in and just started laughing to myself because all three stalls were taken and it was just dead silent, but there are just three dudes with their pants down that are like two feet apart from each other. And they don't <laughs> and think just, about it. They don't even think about it. And it's just like, I just sat there just thinking, this is just the weirdest experience. So the sad thing is, is uh, most, I'd say probably most people, I, I can't really say, I mean- we have the rarest personality type for men, right? I so I'm assuming, because we think similarly, like I've done that before. I've walked in like, man, these people, <laughs> like the only thing that's separating them from just pure social embarrassment is a half inch of flimsy metal. Yeah. That is not, it goes, it's not even like sealed completely yeah, shut. Yeah, it doesn't go down to the floor or to the ceiling. Like, let Which is actually one of the things Did I Did you know people Europe. exist? that stand up to wipe. This is something I learned because of my work's bathroom. <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay, I have three stories, apparently. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> so, here's story number two. So, I'm just minding my business in one of the stalls with my headphones in because I never go to the bathroom without them because there's nothing worse than dead silence and you being the only one making noise. <laughs> so, you got to make noise and just pretend you're in your own little room, right? <laughs> Anyway, someone's feet next to me in the other stall next door start moving in ways that I don't associate with going to the bathroom. (laughs) Was he he tap dancing? (laughs) In slow motion, effectively, yes. Like he stood up and he faced the toilet and then every once in a while he raised his right foot and I unplugged one of my headphones and I hear him. He's not only just a a stander who wipes, he's a scruncher. And I just am like, oh gosh, I hope I don't know who that is. <laughs> and so I'm just like, you know, I'm going to have to wait a little longer before I come out. And then I put my headphone back in and then I'm just like, you know, I've been in here too long. I got to get out. And he was he was going to town for like literally five minutes. He flushed four times. Wow. Dead serious. Four freaking times. And then we left at the same time and it was a dude who sits like five desks away from me. <laughs> it's just like, I know more about your personal life than I ever wished I would. Uh, yeah, that's horrifying. <clears throat> you got any stories? N- nope, not like that. Oh my God. <laughs> Third one's the cream of the crop. Gosh. Oh my gosh. So, <laughs> this is just... Quality this, entertainment this right here. How I assume this topic was going to go. <laughs> like, I have to get the stories out of the way before we can just sit and talk about how we can make public restrooms better. We need to talk about the code, and then we oh, need to yeah. talk about potential modifications that are within co- reasonable cost that can make them better. Okay, so that's where I wanted to go with this. But these, I just these stories, I just wanted to share. There to illustrate the problem. Yeah. 
And these are th- three distinct problems. <laughs> Problem number one was way too personal. Social etiquette as well. Yeah. Problem number two was being able to see what people are doing next to you in the stall, but not everything. So it's only like, you got to guess. Problem number three is hardware malfunction. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. oh my gosh. So I swear it's like they find the cheapest stuff to put these stupid stalls together. Oh like these are the God. best stalls I've ever been in. Let's let's be honest. They 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 hide the cracks so you can't like make eye contact with people on the pot. I could just leave it they hide the crack. <laughs> oh my gosh. So so what here's what happened. So it was right before finals week. I had stayed late to do my homework and I assumed that I'd be one of the only people in the building and I had to go. So I went and I figured I normally take the smaller stalls because I have an irrational fear of someone who actually needs a handicap stall, needing the handicap <laughs> stall while I'm in there. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> but this time I'm like, oh, no one's going to need it. So these bathrooms are, let me, let me paint the picture for you. There's two stalls and they're the small ones. The doors open inward towards the toilet and there's like no room. So it's kind of awkward, but it's better than the potential of someone needing the handicap stall. <laughs> but the handicap stall's door opens outward, right? And it's big and roomy. And it's like when you're on the pot, you cannot reach any of the walls. Oh, no. Okay. I know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> I go in and I close the door. I don't notice anything wrong, right? And I get myself situated and I put my headphones in and I start browsing Reddit, doing the deed, right? And then I notice that there's some sounds going on. So I, I unplug my ear and I'm like, oh, it's just the cleaning crew. And I, I know that the, the cleaning guy, it's just a cleaning guy. He's, he's a busy as a bee. He's super quick. He's in and out and he cleans really fast. And normally they do like two shifts. They have like one mid work day right after lunch that they clean the toilets. And then after that, the end of day one, they take out all the trash and they clean the counters. And I think they take care of the urinals at that point too. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> or they do both at the same time. I don't know. So I'm just like, okay, I'm good. He's not going to come in. He's not going to need the stall. And he doesn't say anything, doesn't do anything. He just goes about his business. And I plug my headphone back in. (sighs) My gosh. Turns out I was in a faulty stall. (laughs) (laughs) And the, the, uh, um, the, the, you know how it's like a little doorknob latch thing that you just turns. Um, there's something funky with the weight, and so it was slowly sliding open. And so I'm just, you know, pants around my ankles, <laughs> just sitting in there, and the door just opens. <laughs> and, like, it, it opens outward, so I can't just, like, slam it shut. Oh, that's true. So I'm like, I could see myself in the mirror right now. <laughs> And then the dude walks over. And at this point, I'm like, well, shoot. I have to get up. And I get up and I can't, because there's like no cracker in it. I can't find a handhold. 
<laughs> and so he turns and he looks at me, <laughs> and then he just turns and starts cleaning the sink, and I just shut the door very casually, and I lock it, and I'm just like, where's the nearest gun? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever... I didn't use the, the bath... I haven't used the handicap stall since. That is amazing. Naturally. Now I have two yeah. irrational fears. <laughs> well, one of them's quite rational because I experienced it. Yeah, one, one of them is rational now at this oh point. My gosh. So let's talk about how we can avoid that in the future, other than not using that stall. What, can, what do you think they could do to improve um, bathroom stalls without costing more money? Because we're solvers. We're not complainers. <laughs> not always. Sometimes we are just <laughs> complainers. Uh, <clears throat> well, I don't know if I have a solution because anything that is nicer, nicer hardware, nicer stalls, nicer whatever, is going to cost more. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I really can already think of. I can already think of just one simple change that would not cost necessarily more. That's in- instead of, you know how most bathroom stalls just have like something that slides or rotates? Mm-hmm. There's nothing part of it that latches. Oh, yeah. It's just you are hoping it stays there on <laughs> dreams and candy bars. <laughs> and rainbows and butterflies. And rainbows and butterflies, yes, yes, yes. All they would need to do is just have something like even one of those stupid things that's just a little hook into a loop yeah. would be better than the garbage they have in most public restrooms. Yeah, I can see that. None of our none of ours are too bad. I haven't seen any <laughs> swinging open. That's weird that yours so because ours do okay. swing inward. I'm pretty sure other people experience the issue because, like the next week, there was toilet paper wedged super tightly in the doorknob so that it it had more friction, wouldn't move. And then, like, three days later, there's someone just, like, hammering away at it and, like, repairing it. So, I'm pretty sure someone else had the misfortunes befall them. We should just design our bathrooms like they do in Europe, where they're, like, little tiny rooms that go floor to ceiling. Honestly, I would pay 10 cents a visit just to have a private room. So would I. Those The bathrooms in Europe were really nice. Yeah. Let's talk yeah. about the code. What does men's room etiquette mean to you? <laughs> the men's room etiquette <clears throat> to me means zero talking and just do your own thing. Yes. Meaning yes, don't yes, yes, don't yes. pay attention to what other people are doing. You just go in there, you do your thing, you don't talk to anyone, you don't make eye contact. And so uh, I have that's it. I have several rules that I adhere to religiously <laughs> in the bathroom. And that is first, no eye contact. You never make eye contact with someone else in there. Second is you do not talk, you don't say a word, you make no noise whatsoever. Third is um you try to distance yourself as much as possible from other people. So if yeah. there's like five urinals, you take the farthest one from the door so that you're the furthest away from someone who walks in. And then if there's already someone there, you take the one closest to the door so you're the furthest away from them. I always take the one furthest away from the stalls. I mean, that's... Personally. I mean, it depends on if they're occupied. I do the same thing. If there's like someone in them, yeah, I'll take the one away from them because... Shiny tiles. I also have 
<clears throat> a slight fear of accidentally playing footsie with someone <laughs> on the stall. <laughs> that would be amazing. So yeah, those are my men's room etiquette rules. And if you break them, you're really risking like the unraveling of reality. <laughs> oh, gosh. If you break all of them, you could just completely destroy the space-time continuum. <laughs> like there's, there's nothing where like... <clears throat> I adhere to them so strictly that, for example, say me, you, and another friend go to the bathroom. We can be having like a, a riotous conversation beforehand. And the second I'm through that door, it's silence. And I know that we've had this before. Like when we've been at like a movie and need to use the bathroom or something, it's you talking and just like, oh man, that was such a good movie. And then you're inside the, the bathroom, nothing. Come back out. I really liked the part where, and you just pick it right up. And it's like, you have, you've lost like no time at all because... You can sit and ponder upon the conversation for a little bit. It could probably even ease some tension if there's an argument going on. Just, man, just follow the dang rules. Like, just that my CEO, man. Yeah, that's pretty awkward. Another thing is I wish I wish there was a private bathroom just for the executive staff in my company. There's nothing worse than running into my team lead, the head of my department, the head of engineering, and the CEO and the CTO in the restroom all together because they all just got out of a meeting, which has happened. And you just go in, you put your head down, you pretend like you don't know anyone is there, and they say hi to you, and you just go, what's up? And then you do your thing and leave. That's the thing. I would never say hi to someone. I think I'm going to start using the third-story bathroom. <laughs> yeah. I There's a bathroom that I use, and it is on the first floor, hidden away, the one with the showers. Oh my gosh. Mind blown. I can use the gym bathroom. It's a private room. Oh. Holy crap. It's just a little further away. Oh man, people are going to be pissed when they need to shower. <laughs> oh man. How did I never think of that? I can seriously just go and use that one and just lock the door and no one will know that I didn't just use the gym. Unless someone is in the gym. Oh man, people are going to hate me so much. <laughs> oh, that is that is the solution to end all solutions, man. Oh, man. Yeah, just don't use public bathrooms. <laughs> That's the That's solution. That's the remedy. That's the remedy. Anyway, yeah, I think we've talked about this for way too long. True. Speaking of uh um <clears throat> speaking of vulgarity. <laughs> Want to introduce the uh homework? Yeah, so last time we talked, or we mentioned that we would be talking about a video by Julian Smith um, that is entitled, it's going to be show notes, uh, the link's going to be in the show notes, but it's called, Why You're Vulgar If You Swear and Racist If You Don't. Parenthesis, N-S-F-W, parenthesis. Yeah. Maybe we should put the edited one in there. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm sure it'd, it'd probably kind of be a little rude if we put the one that we watched because he unlisted it and yeah. put the public one. But uh, yeah, so basically he is saying that – I don't even, honestly, I don't really know what the gist of the video was. It just kind of seemed to basically say that the, the way that we uh, kind of not – well, I guess demonize swear words in this day and age is that some people do. I guess some people use them very liberally. Is very new, and that back in the day, like in biblical times, 
they would have used them. They were more free with their language. Yeah, more free with their language. <clears throat> yeah, so basically he claims that um, language as a whole did not have the idea of profanity, vulgarity, etc. When when they think of cussing, it was cursing, which was taking the Lord's name in vain, specifically for Christianity and Judaism. Um, his whole point is basically, why are we worrying about vulgarity when this is the first time in history? I guess it was kind of a call, that's a call back to our roots sort of thing. Like, why why do we have to worry about swearing when we never did until our current society? His other, his other about, point was that the about the racist line in his title says, and you're racist if you don't swear, is because apparently the first time that it became like they became like no-nos and kind of taboo was, I don't even know when exactly, but there was like two kind of separate classes. There were the lower Germanic speakers and then the higher, like more French speakers. It was year, a little after the year 1000. Oh, okay, yeah. According to him, CE 80. And that um, it basically the the people that were more the French ones, the higher class ones, didn't want to use any of the words, the Germanic words, uh, because they thought that they were better than them, I guess. Cause, yeah. And so the, the, the standard <clears throat> words that we think of as swear words, like the four-letter words that everyone knows, uh, come from the those Germanic speakers, and the French people wouldn't say them because they didn't want to uh, be associated with the lower class. So he basically says that if you don't swear, you're racist, which is obviously ridiculous. But yeah, just I have this clickbait title. So personally, actually, you know how do you, what do you think about it? Before I taint your <clears throat> your idea, what of do I this, think of of his argument? What do you think of it? So <clears throat> I guess it depends on what his argument is. Is his argument that we shouldn't worry about swearing? Yeah, <clears throat> I would say his argument is we don't need to worry about swearing because it's irrational to, and no society other than our own has ever worried about it. So why should we? See that make that argument doesn't make any sense to me because it's like well, just because no one else is worried about it doesn't mean we have to. Like they've never had to worry about like globalization. They never sat in seats flying through the sky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so they never had to deal with a lot of other things that we deal with. But I feel like we should worry about it because it is how our culture it was like raised and developed. That like, yeah, the actual words don't matter that much. Like the actual like the way your your mouth and tongue moves to pronounce the words don't matter. And I think he kind of mentions that, but. It's the meaning and the, uh, the, yeah, it's the meaning that they imply that is the problem. Um, and they have a very distinct, like, response and meaning in our culture. And so that's, like, where I kind of draw the line there. We're like, yeah, because it's important to, or because it's a thing in our culture, we should adhere to it because, you know, it's, you know our culture and just ignoring it and saying, Oh, it's just our culture. Isn't going to change, uh, what it actually like implies and means. Yeah. So, culturally. um, I have two arguments against him. And the first one is the very simple one where our society is the most sophisticated. We are the most advanced 
and therefore naturally our language will become more advanced as well and we will realize that there are certain ideas that are digressive, I guess. And generally speaking, vulgarity brings nothing to a conversation. It's kind of base, gross, mm -hmm. inhumanizing in certain aspects. Um, doesn't really represent advancement in any way. And so that argument is kind of, it's a pretty flawed one. But in that regard, I think his points are crap. Um, <laughs> the irony. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I, <clears throat> I feel like, I feel like he wasn't trying to make like a really big, like statement and like a really big, like logical argument with this. Um, it was just kind of like, I think it was just something that kind of just came across his mind. He did a little bit of research and then decided to make a video about it. Yeah, it totally seems like this just a rant based off of nothing to excuse his habits. This doesn't seem like it was something that he spent a ton of time researching and coming up with arguments and mm -hmm. thinking through a lot of it. It just seemed a little bit more like a, he had an idea for something or he had a thought and then he did a little bit of research and then put it out there. Yeah. Um, which is, which is fine. I mean, I don't mind that, but my second um, argument is the exact opposite of one of his really poorly made arguments about what Jesus said. So he said, oh, we, <clears throat> we don't know. Jesus probably swore. And he then pretends to quote um, the Savior talking about the Sermon on the Mount. And then he cusses uh, allegedly as the Savior. And he failed to recognize that the Sermon on the Mount contains a portion of it that talks about letting our speech be a specific way. Yay, yay, nay, nay, right? And it's all about keeping our language fit for the presence of God sort of thing. And so, like, I don't know. I feel like this video, like, Julian Smith is an interesting guy. He's a really good entertainer. It's a funny video in general. Um, pretty flat, though. Logically, pretty flat. Yeah, and I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't really agree with his things, but again, I think he made he made this more for the comedic aspect of it because it's not like he's known for being a great, uh, like you know, thinker. Yeah, philosopher. he's not known for being a, a good thinker or philosopher. Yeah, I mean, he tried to kind of jab <clears throat> that way when when he did his year of nothing. He had no internet contact for a year. He just quit, literally quit YouTube for a year, and then came back. This is one of the first videos he made after coming back, <laughs> and he started a podcast and. And a good friend of ours listened to it a lot and said that he's really trying to be more serious and and bring more value to the world and um, doing a pretty bad job of it if he's uh, if I don't say so. <laughs> then yeah. again, let's be honest, I can't really judge him that harshly about it because I did just talk about bathroom humor for like <laughs> how long? <laughs> like twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I I didn't. I I I watched the video and I. I have a hard time finding something funny when it's logically flawed. Like when when the basis of your joke doesn't make any sense whatsoever, it's not really that funny. Like I find things are funny when they're true, right? Or they're based on truth or based on stereotypes. I like stereotypical jokes as well. I don't know. I took a little bit of offense at his lack of knowledge on deity <laughs> and what deity teaches. Christianity yeah. specifically. Yeah. Again, I yeah, I don't know. There's not a ton. I feel like there's not a ton of uh, ideas to like grab on in this video. It's not just not that much to it. 
Yeah, there's not that much to it, so I can't really think of many arguments against it because I don't know. Like again, I think this it's so <laughs> obviously flawed and yeah. meant for entertainment purposes that yeah. I can't really argue with it. But then again, I am the king of arguing on the internet. <laughs> Uh, I'm more of the surf of arguing on the internet, let's be honest. <laughs> Do we want to give homework for next episode? Yeah, I think we totally should. <clears throat> okay, so next time for homework, we are going to be discussing um, Elder Dallin H. Oaks's talk from the 2018 October. Gosh, I am saying this in the worst order possible. <laughs> um, semi-annual general conference, right? Semi-annual? Um, I can't remember. I think... Spring is annual, fall is semi-annual. Okay, yeah. So it's from the October 2018 General Conference, uh, and it's called Truth and the Plan. It'll be um, some. Uh, it'll be the link in the show notes. You guys read that. We're going to talk about it. Um, it had some pretty controversial things in it. Uh, um, controversial for weak people. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Wow, like it's it's pretty it's, controversial to the world standards of current, uh, uh, the current trends in society are very abrasive to these ideas. These are pretty traditional ideas, and it came across as very abrasive to a lot of people. Yeah, so we're just going to talk about it and our thoughts on stuff. Why it's right? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So read it, read it, uh, enjoy it, and then we will talk about it. Yeah. If you have anything to say to us about it if you read it or any comments or anything you'd like to share you can uh the website has a form and we'll know you actually want to talk to us yeah so just <laughs> go to the go to it's a midnight stroll podcast.com uh and then there's a feedback form on there you can uh, leave your name email address and then just write your message and then uh, we can uh discuss can any uh yeah any, any questions uh, you guys have anything comments comments on? whatever hate mail well, yeah. Please send us hate mail. Yeah, actually, do send us. If you hate what we're saying, please send us something. I would love to talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we will see you next time. It's still 54. Boom. Okay. See you guys next week. Ciao.